Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Reality, a decoding TV podcast covering the latest and greatest in reality television. I'm Justin Jordan. And I'm Deja Woolery. On today's episode of Decoding Reality, we will be discussing The Bachelor Season 27, Episode 2. And it's weird because the title, they, the, the Bachelors doesn't really have titles to their episodes. But what would you title this episode, Deja? You can Ooh, what would I title this episode? I do have like a maybe one. Bad bitches get Is it that? done? No. <laughs> yes, that could work. That could work. Um, I'm going to call it. Ooh, BBE. Okay. I was going to call it A Lotto Fires Everywhere. You know that Hulu show? Little yeah, Fires yeah. I like that. <laughs> All right. You have me beat on that. You have me beat. Okay. I'm a little cheesy. I'm a little cheesy. <laughs> But you can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv and email us at decodingtv at gmail.com. And you can find us on TikTok at tiktok.com slash decodingreality. Today's episode, we are going to start off with our initial thoughts of the episode. Then we'll go into a in-depth recap. And then we're going to wrap up with like our, our thoughts about what it means and what's going to happen for next season. So, Deja, what did you think of this episode? Because I have several, several opinions that may not be popular. I'm scared. <laughs> Justin, I feel like you always have a few opinions that are threatening to get you in trouble at any moment. Here's, um, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think black people took an L on this one. 
Black people took a massive L on this episode. I think black people are going to take an L this season. I don't think it's going <laughs> to stop here. I feel like this might just be a cross we have to bear going forward. It, it, I had hopes. Like, here, here's my beef. Initial thoughts, just beef. It's just at every turn on this episode, we are losing. Either we're fighting, like, between Tajwan, between Brianna, between any other contestant of color on this show it's like damn man we could have been better we could have been rep- better represented it was it was it was a sight to see especially it just reinforced what the bachelor is really all about you know what i mean like reinforcing heteronormativity and, and like yeah. current american values on to like america you know what i mean just when i thought it was going to be interesting or like have something important to say it's like nope what do you think it was this episode, even though it was all about this kind of um, big, big love, this bad bitch energy, even though these were kind of the things that were being thrown out in the episode, it was a little sad. Everyone, in the way they were pursuing love in this episode, in the way that what they felt they deserved and um, what little they were willing to call like a deep connection or this kind of like life-changing moment they're sharing with someone – that was really sad. They should they should want more. Um, and I felt like all the girls who were center stage this episode did not know how to want more, and Zach didn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zach. I, I think I don't know if not caring is the right word, but he was not interested in a lot of things that were happening in this episode. But speaking of interesting things, let's get into the recap of. The entire episode, again, Bachelor 27, episode two, like titled by us, Lotto Fires Everywhere. Um, and you'll know why we titled that in a second, but the episode starts off with Jesse Palmer announcing that everyone, everyone in the whole cast is going on some sort of date. Everyone's getting like a group date. One person's getting a one on one date, but everyone will get a probably a chance to talk to zach you know i have to say i really like that i get it like it's one of those things where it's like wait we haven't done this the entire time <laughs> yeah I, it always felt strange that at least for the first week like give everyone a chance to talk to him and as i've been watching it um i was watching with my partner and i kept explaining to them like this is probably how long they've actually gotten to spend together like they've probably spent 45 minutes with zach at this point they've probably spent an hour um but at least yeah. in this case, at the end of the second episode, you know everyone has talked to Zach. The fact that we can usually reach a couple episodes before that's true. Wild. It's, it's sad, but true. It's sad, but true. Yeah. But and the most important thing in this episode is that Brianna, who won America's first impression, Rose, is notably feeling, what's the word I'm looking for? It's insecure? But, like, I get it. I understand her insecurity because she says that although she did receive America's Rose, she's still waiting to get validation from the Bachelor themselves. You know what I mean? They did have a smooch previously in the previous episode, and she's just kind of, like, waiting to, like, do you actually like me or did I just get a free pass? You know? Um, Yeah, absolutely. And I think insecurity was just almost the theme for the episode, whether it was about their individual connections with Zach or... Um, hearing about his connections with other people, but Brianna really is the only person who can't even say he gave me a rose. 
Ooh, that is true. That is true. You're right. You're right. I get it. But this is a problem that's going to develop a little more in the episode. It's going to snowball into something else. And I'm very curious to hear your thoughts about it. But half the girls get to go to this group date with a Meet America sweetheart, Lotto, who wrote the song, um, Bad Bitch, I Can Be Your Fantasy. Or what was it? What's it called? Is it Bad Bitch or Big Energy by Lotto, right? It's I will double check so we could just... We, okay, so I think the one they were referencing in the date card is Big Energy. And then the one they were referencing on the date is It's Given. Okay, okay, okay. I think what what you're talking about is uh is big energy which is featuring Mariah Carey. I think another thing to point out that like I was watching this that all the women have very similar pants. Light wash, high waist. Yes. Did you notice this too? I actually did notice this. Uh again, I was watching it with somebody who had never seen the Bachelor franchise at all, and they actually asked if they were required to wear like matching outfits yeah here's the thing i don't i don't i i wouldn't be surprised if a gene company sponsored the show that seems like a natural thing to do but i don't think that happened i think it just goes to show the type of women that they cast and they're all very similar and i it really highlighted because lotto was standing next to them and i'm like lotto and these women are two different classes of women and like that's not like a knock on anything it's just like oh the bachelor has a type <laughs> the the franchise has a type because lotto couldn't be on the bachelor you know what i mean right lotto could not be on the bachelor and it was almost um you know we're gonna get into it uh with uh Tejuan and in Terrapiral, it was almost interesting how they had set a few past Bachelorettes um, in this different class from the current ones. It's like, yeah, that's that's the type of bad bitch you want to be, but you're not that. Um, so seeing one try to cross into that space was interesting, but I know we're going to have a lot to say about that. Um, okay. But yes, yeah, so that was the first group date. Uh, they all had this sort of learning how to be a bad bitch and sharing moments where they sit up to themselves with the help of Lotto. And they awkwardly dance to some legally distinct music where it's like, it's not any song. It's some song that you've never heard of. But anyway, like you said, then enters three previous Bachelor alumni, Victoria Fuller, Tajwan Hawkins, and Courtney Robertson. And... They're known throughout the Bachelor franchise, but I don't think the franchise realizes what we know them for, um, specifically with Victoria Fuller. Um, she was on season 24 of The Bachelor with Peter Weber, and she is known in the franchise as number one. Number one, she had a whole, she was a model in a White Lives Matter campaign, but the White Lives were about fish, about the white marlin. I kid you not, the shirt says White Lives Matter and it has like pictures of fish on it. You can Google it. I swear to I linked it. It's I mean, that is the definition of the quote from community of like, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line of animal cruelty. <laughs> like it's the fact that that's real and not a joke is insane to me. Yes, exactly. It's I was like, they asked her back. And plus her ex was one of the singers in Peter Rabbit. They went on a group date and like, they always have these country singers that come in and be like, I love you. And while like the bachelor 
and the contestant are dating. Her ex was one of the singers. I kid you not. This, this, it was a different time. It was, it was when the bachelor was really, really like culture guys, like, uh, uh, pop culture zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Like jaws <laughs> dropped. Yeah, I know, right? Wow. And so, second person that came in, Tajwan Hawkins. And we'll have, I anticipate we're going to have a lot to say about Tajwan. <laughs> um, and she's most famous for calling her girl a pigeon on Bachelor in Paradise. And that's kind of it. I think she falls into, unfortunately, a lot of contestants of colors, the box that they get thrown in. Uh, but you know what? I'm just going to put a pin in that until later. And then Courtney Robertson, who was on Bachelor season 16, and her thing is like, she got naked in an ocean. And cause she's a bad bitch, but <laughs> and that's, and that's the people that they picked. I wouldn't have picked those people personally. I don't think they radiate that energy. Deja, what do you think? It, when the girls on that first group date walked into the room and saw Lotto, it immediately was clear to me, you guys are not listening to her music. You don't know who this is. If you saw her down the street, you would not recognize her, but you were prepped for who you're about to speak to. And when those three Bachelor faves came out, it had the exact same feeling. Like, you don't know these women. You were prepped and told to be excited for them and told who they're supposed to be to you. It didn't give any impression that these were people with, like, a gravity to the lives of these women at all. Absolutely not. I mean, okay, if you had to pick someone to be on this date instead of the Bachelor faves, who would you pick? Who radiates uh, bad bitch energy? Out of, from the Bachelor franchise? Yeah. Just in general. One from the Bachelor franchise and, like, one, like, in life. Ooh, good question. Oh, <laughs> uh, can, can, I think, because you know I mostly watch The Bachelorette. Um, A few seasons ago, I think it was JoJo Fletcher season, there was a guy, Kenny, on there. Hear me out. Remember, his whole thing was that his wrestling name was Pretty Boy Kenny. Pretty Boy and Bad Bitch are very complimentary energies. So I think Pretty Boy Kenny would be in there. And um, and out of real life, I'm going to say Cheryl Lee Ralph. Cheryl Lee Ralph? Baddest Ralph? bitch in my book. Is Baddest that, bitch that, in my book. Is that Chessie? No, no. Cheryl Lee Ralph is is Barbara, is Dreamgirls. Oh, wait, yeah, Barbara. Yeah, Dreamgirls, the diva of all divas. (laughs) If you disagree with me, it's homophobic. No, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. (laughs) That's that's regalness. She has a regality to her. You know what I'm trying to say? And you know, I think queens can be bad bitches at the same time. You know, because you know, because right. you know, Zach is looking for his wife, but he did want that bad bitch energy in them at the he end of the day. Not. That man's a fucking liar. No, there's no <laughs> way. There's no way that that man wants a bad bitch. There ain't no yeah. way. Ain't no yeah. Because because fair he, enough. If he if he did, if he truly did, then we would have a totally different contestant pool. I, I'm telling you now, but we'll get to that later. If he did, he wouldn't sign up for this show. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. But here we are. So mainly they do like this strut down the like runway to see who has the most bad bitch energy. And eh, 
most of them were like meh. The, more notably, Kylie. Um, she's an NBA dancer, and she did a little arm action. She did the uh, she did the pop and the lock and the uh, ah, mm. and I was like, okay, that that's a move. That's another move. save the last dance kind of kind of energy in there. <laughs> I mean, it it was better than most, but the other women could not like bust a move that saved their lives. You know what I mean? It was. It was rough. And then they had this whole public speaking portion where they get to say their insecurities or like say what really keeps them up at night and stuff like that. And some of them had good ones. Kylie talked about how her mom was white and I think, I believe she's mixed and she had trouble with her hair. And then she won a competition for her dance abilities after the competition told her that her hair was like illegal or something. And I thought, okay, that's, that's, that's cute. I mean, all right. I mean, it's better than most contestants, like, tragic backstory, because a lot of them are like, well, in middle school, my grandmother died. And uh it was hard for the family. Love for the grandmothers. Love for the grandmothers. But, like, you know what I mean? If I make you, it also I'm, felt... I'm being too harsh, Deja. It, it felt like the ending of that date was trying to give some more substance to something that wasn't going to get more substance. You know, like, give give an example of a time where you really had to stand up for yourself and you had to bring that bad bitch energy out. Like, and then they're talking about how is this moment of vulnerability because it's public speaking. The way I see it, those are like eight girls that you've been living with for over a week. Uh, the guy you're here for and one random celebrity you don't care for. It's not much of public speaking. It's just like, pick the story that you think will represent yourself best to Zach. And they didn't really give us much of it. They didn't actually give us a chance to get to know most of the contestants through that. They just kind of shuttled along. Yeah. It was kind of womp womp. You know what I mean? Like I didn't get to know the character or not the character, the contestants that well. I did. I think my assumptions about them are true, unfortunately. Um, and that really comes into play because that happens. And then the night portion happens where usually after a big group date, the women get together and have a, like a little cocktail party where it's uh, them, half the women and the bachelor, and they all get like individual, like one on one time with the bachelor. And Brianna, who won America's first impression rose, starts crying in front of Zach because she still doesn't feel secure. She doesn't, she doesn't think Zach would have picked her if she didn't have America's rose. Do you, I think, unfortunately, she's right. In that, I really think she is. And I think her assumptions are true. Like, did you get the same impression? I definitely, at first I wasn't really thinking about it. Even as she was saying it, I was acknowledging like, okay, yeah, I can see how that would make you feel insecure. But I really wasn't thinking about what Zach thought of her because I was trying to figure out what she saw in Zach that made her want his attention so much. It's not clicking for me yet. I'm still not understanding what these women feel they're connecting with that's different than like the plank from Ed, Ed and Eddie. Um, so it wasn't until the scene where they're actually, <laughs> that's how I see him in every scene. It wasn't until the scene where they're actually talking about it that I was like, yeah, you're not very fun. Like if there's one thing you can say about Zach so far is that he seems like he's a pretty unserious man. And she's just very laser focused. Like I need to get this. I was, America's uh 
America's first impression rose, but like, I have to get this connection. It's very driven. It hasn't really sounded passionate, but it was so Brianna ends up causing a bit of drama as well, stirring something up. I get it. I get it. I get where she's coming from, but I feel as though it's like a self-fulfilling prop. You know what I mean? Out of nowhere, Tajwan walks in on Kat Wong's date. And this <laughs> Tajwan asked the classic bachelor phrase, can I steal you for a second? She takes Zach, sits him down, and says, look, I'm making a bad bitch move. I think you and me. I don't think your wife is out there, Zach. It's me. I got this. It's me. Let me join the cast. And Zach is like, oh, um, let me think about it. <laughs> and it's, it's okay. Let me just finish the story. Cat then goes back to the girls and she says, you won't believe just happened. One of our judges, one of the bachelor alumni in the previous date, Tajwan has come to steal our man. And the people, the contestants are not happy with it whatsoever <laughs> and they go to Taj while Zach is thinking about it and they say like listen uh are, are you sure like this is a good idea like I don't, I don't feel comfortable with this and Taj is like starts being really rude and says like I just don't think you all are ready for him I don't think you're his wife like I don't think you're really right for him and all this stuff I'm like Tajwan where is this confidence coming from I because I have no idea but then, Zach then comes back, tells the contestants that he sent Tajwan home. He did not allow her to come into the season. And then Tajwan starts crying in the corner to a producer. Can I say, can I just... Tajwan doesn't just start crying to a producer. Tajwan starts crying to a producer and saying, bad bitches don't cry. Which is the height of absurdity already. But then for the producer to respond, sometime... Sometimes bad bitches do cry, and it's okay. That, if there has ever been a moment where, like, the United States just reached peak ridiculousness, like, maybe there are aliens putting on the Earth Channel as reality TV, it was in that moment that that was unscripted television. Sometimes bad bitches do cry, and it's okay. And Tajman's just gone. That's it. That's her last moment hopefully in this season he okay here's the part that i was alluding to about tajwan it's okay 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 how do i say this nicely i have two i have two trains of thoughts i need you to everyone it's that time of in the episode where i ask you to put on your tinfoil hat all right everyone put it on if tajwan was legitimately going after Zach and wanted a chance to date Zach. There is no chance in hell. There's no like percentage of a chance for that to work because Zach does not seem like the type of person to date Tajwa. I don't think he's in the black women. I'll, I'll say it. I don't think he's in the black women. Number one. Number two, for her to then be really nasty and rude to the other contestants while she's trying to convince Zach to keep her with those contestants is a horrible idea. 
Like, in what world did you think that was going to be endearing or cute or, like, America's sweetheart or anything like that? And number three, number three, if if it isn't true, if Tanjuan was not be like sent this was all a producer plot for the for the last for the jokes for the ha-has you know what i mean like maybe like the producers like wouldn't it be funny if like you tested their uh bad bitch energy and try to take zach from them if it is if it is tajwan let <laughs> that that's that's my respect for tajwan went down to zero because not only are you letting these this the show, which is what we know, a tool for heteronormativity, and more importantly, like, uh, is promoting Eurocentric beauty standards. Tajwan, for you to willingly and knowingly be a tool to not only put women down, but other women of color in the contestant pool. Even if it's a producer plot, like, either way you split it, like, my respect for Tajwan went down tremendously. Deja, am I wrong? Am I wrong? I mean, it was just, for me, I read it ultimately as just one more display of like incredible insecurity in this episode because it was, it was how, like, whether it comes from genuine insecurity or from producers just saying do this, they felt it was, someone felt it was appropriate for Tajwan to, practically beg for the chance to compete for his attention, not to have it, just to compete for it. And no matter what happened, it was going to be embarrassing. Either she was just kind of, she would just be brought in and given a chance to compete, which would show, as is already my perception, that Zach really is just having the time of his life with as many women (laughs) as possible until he has to make decisions. But it would also just Okay, now you're here. You spent like five minutes with him across a room while you were judging us, and now you're competing alongside us. Or, as is is what happened, she gets sent home, and that's just an embarrassing situation to me from the outside. For her to, for her to want Zach, let's start there, but for her to want him badly <laughs> enough to ask to be on the show, it's painful to watch. Yeah, okay, here's the thing. It's it's painful because it's Tajwan I'm trying to give Tajwan the benefit of the doubt because there are instances in this show where someone who is not in the original contestant pool have gone far. Remember uh Katie Thurston and Blake? Blake was a previous contestant in a previous show and he ended up winning that season. They broke up soon after because reasons but, but the people who podcast. get to do that don't look like tashwan they don't yes. look like her not and tashwan's a very beautiful woman woman oh stunning woman. a stunning black woman stunning the but it's it's black women and especially mm-hmm. all women of color in this franchise do not get the same treatment and that is so that's even true like here like and I'm not, I'm not sure what the play here was. Because like, I don't know, what, did you do it for the, the social media followers? Did you do it for the fame? Because you looked awful. You look like a jerk. You know what I mean? And like, it I bothers me as well that by you know, it's, it's, the it's, other it's, women getting that moment with her, it's like, yeah. 
when she gets sent home, like she's real, she doesn't have any redeeming moment in this narrative. And for me, as somebody who's never encountered her before, it is a 100% bad impression of her. She comes, she's supposed to be a judge, doesn't really do much. Um, decides suddenly she wants Zach and wants to just butt into the conversation, the competition. Mm-hmm. All of the women are just like, what is wrong with her? She's so mean. She comes here and starts insulting us. And then she's home. There's nothing in that moment to give us a, a grip on her besides, here's this villain for five minutes. And that's it. And I think, speaking of villains, I think the show is very, is trying very hard to make a villain. But we'll get onto that in short, like shortly throughout the recap. But then we find out who gets the one-on-one, and that is Christina Mandrell. And she's the, one of the only contestants to have her full name on display, which is, like, a choice, but go off, I guess. And here's the thing. She has a kid. She has a daughter, and she's, like, been waiting to tell Zach, like, you're going to be a stepdad if this works out. And she's happy. Like, she's she's rooting for it. You know what I mean? And Brianna. They also have a bunch of shots of Brianna who looks visibly uncomfortable when Christina, like any mention of Christina, but that's, we'll get to that later. But Christina, they drive, Zach and Christina drive all the way to a helicopter, then take the helicopter, then fly over the bachelor mansion. And then he, Christina gets like the meet the family at the barbecue date, which is rare, but it's happening more frequently. Usually, you don't meet the family until like, like final two or like final four. You don't meet to meet each other's families. But for that to happen, the times that it has happened, the, those people usually don't get chosen. I remember Hannah Brown and Clayton, she got to meet the family day early. She did not <laughs> win, even though she became the bachelor. So maybe they're setting up Christina to be the bachelor. Who knows? Um, but more importantly, it's Zach's mom's birthday and she shows a bunch of pictures of Zach as a baby. And that's just kind of like, oh, what am I going to tell him? When are you going to tell him? And so they play it like, uh, what's it called? Not beer pong. What's regular beer pong? Uh, not, uh, not regular beer pong. Uh, they were playing barbecue games. They were playing, yeah. um, <laughs> now I can't remember any of them. Can jam. Can jam and um, what's it called? Were you thir- no, I have one. Cornhole, yeah, there we go. cornhole. Thank you. Okay, there you go. America's favorite games that we cannot remember, <laughs> but they're playing that. Christina's fine, you know, she's eating her pie like everyone else. But at the night portion of the date, Christina actually tells Zach that she has a kid, and Zach is like, "Oh, I didn't think about." this in my life before and in like the post interview (laughs) it's like it shows him visibly uncomfortable at the concept of being a stepdad but it then cuts back to the date and he's like you know what to be honest with you i'm scared and you're like oh shoot is christina about to go home is that gonna send a mother home is gonna send somebody home for being a mom but no the music changes and he gives her a rose and he's like, I can't wait to go on this adventure with you and stuff like that. And for the most part, I'm happy with Christina's day. I'm happy for how it went, went for her, but it's, it's, 
what is your temperature check on Christina? Because she's a favorite of mine. But right, yeah, Christina is not a favorite of mine. Setting her up, I feel as though she's getting set up. What do you think? I do feel like she's being set up. She's definitely not a favorite of mine. In general, I think I feel really strangely about parents who sign up for the franchise because it's weird to me to go into the situation where you're going to leave with a spouse that will have never interacted with your kid and now they're going to just have a role in your kid's life. It's always weird to me. It makes me feel like this person has not fully thought through what they're signing up for. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually I don't fall for the for the editing that much, but I really thought Zach was about to send her home and I was fine with it, honestly. Um, because it's hard to imagine, you know, like, and I think that he kept saying over and over again, um, I really want to get to know Blakely, the child, Blakely May. I really want to get to know Blakely, really want to get to know Blakely. Cause I'm sure it's hard to imagine also that you will leave this now a step parent to a child you don't know. Um, so I think it's fair that he wants to not only know her better but also hopefully get to know through her something about her child but parents signing up for this show never never hits right for me and i don't feel like it really goes well not in any of the seasons i've seen it's sometimes they meet the kids sometimes they don't it's just i think it's interesting that i don't blame the lead for not wanting a child on in this format of a show because if i was the lead i don't think i would have agreed to have a child you know what i mean like you you're only spending what eight to ten weeks with this person you do not you're not seeing how they how how they are as a parent with their parenting style and more importantly you don't have the time to have those conversations you know so i would understand so a lead not being into that, but that doesn't take away the fact that for a second, for a second, Zach would have looked like a horrible person if he sent Christina home. Like he would have been a horrible person if he did it right then, even though it is completely understandable. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Cause it's so understandable as, as dreamy and like pie in the sky as they can be about this show and about the romance and the love and the marriage that may come out of it. I think kids, it's so sobering. Like, you really can't, you can't imagine it's all going to be sunshine and rainbows when you're trying to bring a kid to their first day of first grade. Like, it's real. It's very real. Um So, with him keeping Christina there, I'm also curious how that'll change or evolve their dynamic. Because he could end up being really into it as well. If he gives himself time to think about it, men with baby fever are terrifying. They will do anything. Why? Why are they terrifying? Because they have too much power to spread them. <laughs> Far too much power. You make it so and men with <laughs> men with baby fever are so real about it. I have so many like guy friends who really want babies, and we can't even pass by a stroller without them dreaming of like a horde of children following them. There's a possibility Zach will get really into this. I, our listeners, if you know men with baby fever, feel free to confirm for us through, through Twitter. Tweet at Justin about just how much these men with baby fever want these kids. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, so after this, Christina gets the rose, and this is when the second women go on their group date, but we never see the activity part of the gr- group date. We only see the night portion of the date, which is, I'm very curious as to why it was cut. Because usually it's like, oh, you do a fun activity. You get to meet a celebrity like Lotto or something. But nah, that was cut. Like, what? I'm very curious about what happened, but another podcast. Anyway, the night portion is happening. And Ariel, one of the contestants, she has like a green dress on. She writes down her fears as like when she's talking to Zach one-on-one. Like, I think it'd be great if we like like wrote down what we're scared of in this process. And hers, one of hers is like, I'm scared I'll leave without getting a kiss. And Zach is like, oh, we can fix that. And they start smooching, which part of me thinks that was smooth. And part of me thinks that Ariel wasn't that smooth to pull it off. <laughs> I feel. I don't think you have movie. to be smooth with Zach. Yeah, I really don't think you do with the exception of um, Madison, right? <laughs> Uh, in the first week, you don't have to be smooth with Zach. You just have to be there. Maybe throw a joke in, and he seems to be good to go. Really, I think, I think that he is. Well, I'm get like the women that it's very early on, and it's very hard to get a read on Zach. You know what I mean? I think Zach is looking for someone that fits into his life, but doesn't take direction of his life. And I hope that makes sense. I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of men also look for women like this. They look for women where they don't have to change themselves. They will be an addition to their current life. You know, someone who's not going to rock the boat. And that's the impression that I'm getting from Zach. He's not looking for like a di- a dynamic woman, if that makes like you know what I mean. That's why I kind of thought like the Tajwan thing. One of many things that wasn't going to work about that, like, it was never going to happen. But what do you think? I definitely get the same energy from him. And I feel like that's why it's so easy for him right now is because at this point, none of these women are really going to come out with any sort of opposition to anything he's about. Uh, Even in one conversation, I can't remember which of the contestants was having. It was one who isn't getting much screen time. We'll see if she becomes important. But it was just like, you know, it really resonated me with me when you said that, um, you know, family is important to you and you want to be in love with your best friend. Like, that's what I'm looking for. That's what everyone's looking for, hon. But, but she said it as though this meant that they had a really deep and established connection. And like, I'm understanding you in this depth that, that is so special. And I think that's stroking his ego so well. It's delusion feeding delusion on all sides. Yeah, a lot of delusion. And speaking, not the, it's not speaking of delusion. I almost said speaking of delusion. That I'm not, not going to say that. But Zach, during this time, he talks about his like tragic backstory, one of his tragic backstories, and it, one of them is that he has a baby. He had pyloric stenosis pyloric i hope i'm saying that right it's a condition in babies that blocks the food from entering the small intestine which is very scary i'm not sure um zach had memories of that happening in his life and how it affected i'm not sure why he brought that up but 
you know what? Live your truth, Zach. I really appreciate it. It's, I, I think, think by this point... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I think by this point in the episode, they started to get pretty fast and loose with the editing. Not just with cutting out the game portion of the date, but just conversations felt like they went really fast. And we got the very minimal amount of context we could get. So even Zach sharing this, he like later references it as like, I was able to get really vulnerable. And I was like, you were an infant. <laughs> it's not... You not really giving what it's supposed to give. You know what? I'm going to cover our butts. It says, if your loved one has pyloric stenosis, I'm so sorry. That is a real condition. We should not joke about it. Just to cover our butts. <laughs> Don't joke about pyloric stenosis. Pyloric stenosis. It's a very serious disease. Anyway, uh, Gabby, another contestant, during her one-on-one tries to give Zach a nickname and it's just not working out. It's like she's like, Ooh, can I call you Zacharias or can I call you Zacky Poo? And he's like, Zacky's fine. And she's I wonder if she was aware that Zach was already an is it's already a nickname. <laughs> it's already a nickname. And I think you're breaking the cardinal rule of nicknames is that you cannot force it. If you try to force a nickname, it always doesn't work. It never sticks. You know what I mean? It's it was, and then she like goes back to the group, and she's really like, "Huh, that was awkward. I wonder what happened." <laughs> and we're like, "Come on, Gabby, be smarter than this. Be smarter than this." But after that, here's the part that I want to talk about. The main juice of the episode is that Brianna is feeling bad. Because in the previous episode, last week, Christina Mandrell had a conversation with Brianna. And Christina did the thing that a lot of women do where it's like, oh my gosh, I love your dress. I hate it. I wish it was mine. You know what I mean? And Brianna took that personally. And I'm of two minds of that, you know, and she has a sit down with Christina about it. And she's like, I really didn't appreciate it. And Christina gives an apology like says hey i'm really sorry i did that to you that was not my intention i think it's another instance of the show trying to set up christina to be the villain but at the same time i can see how brianna saw that as a microaggression because that stuff actually happens in real life you know i can see how it can be interpreted that way. And like, obviously we're seeing like the edited version of it. It probably was, but then Christina apologized for it. I feel weird about it. What do you think? I think as is often the case, you're so much nicer than me, Justin. I can buy that Brianna is, uh, let's say unwise enough to be this into Zach. I can't buy that she's unwise enough that this wasn't a calculated move. By Brianna? It felt, yes, it felt like she was kind of just, the second Christina was, was, you know, coming off of the high of that, like, date and, like, things went well. Because there was also very clear energy that the girls thought she was going home. They thought Zach was going to hear about the kid and send her home. At least a few of them when it kind of cut to their conversation. They had that impression. Um, 
because the instant seeing again edited version of it so my perception could be completely wrong but seeing the edited version i was like girl if you wanted to say something you would have said it already you wouldn't have waited until during this cocktail party of all times over a week later to pull her aside to say you made an offhanded comment that made me uncomfortable and i'm only now uncomfortable that you've had a a one-on-one date that went really well strange and oh my god and then she brings it up to zach which i want to know what you thought about that scene of how that went because to me it felt like zach was just kind of trying to be like okay i don't need to know i don't need to know and brianna really wanted to be able to say the name that's how i took it but it seems like we're looking at the situation differently like okay when the with the brianna and zach thing Brianna is, broke another cardinal rule of the Bachelor franchise: is don't tell the Bachelor about drama. That person always goes home, always one hundred percent fail rate every single time. So at this point, Brianna's goose is cooked. She's not winning at all. Period. You know what I mean? And like the statistics of the game, because the Bachelor or the Bachelorette wants someone. Usually, a contestant that they feel comfortable around, they're allowed to talk about, like, things that would make a relationship work. You know what I mean? They're allowed to talk. And when you're constantly talking about drama to the lead, you don't have an opportunity to build a relationship. So, Brianna, mistake number 12. But, but, Deja, that was a little anti-black of you. I said it. Deja is a hotep. America, you heard it here first. Do not get me canceled on the internet, Justin. <laughs> Listen, I think that and the thing was, because I'm me and I'm very much, I'm rooting for everybody black, even though I felt that way, I was going to be so upset if she didn't get a rose. I need her to stick around. Really? I, just do it for me. Just do just. I may not like you, but I want you to have a chance. I want you to have your moment in the sun. But that to me felt, it felt like the most calculated thing I've seen her do because a lot of times she just seems a little bit distant. Like I get what Zach was saying when he was like, I don't feel like I know how to connect with you. Even when it cuts to her, she usually seems a little distant. That was the most present she seemed to me. Um, I'm hoping it was just a matter of, yeah, when she was, yeah, but I'm hoping it was just a matter of of the insecurity because, of course, she felt that way having not gotten a rose. But but is that the show telling it? Is that the editing of the show making like building up the moments where like Brianna does feel insecure about stuff? It's just that I'm not like I'm trying to. I'm also like trying to see the best in Brianna. Like. Me- that is a common wit thing that women, especially white women, do. I, I like, I can totally see where Brianna is coming from. But at the same time, I don't think that was Christina's intention. And Christina gave a pretty good apology. Like, I'm, I'm not asking for any, like, she, Christina's not getting canceled in my book. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what? 
she did she gave a true apology and that should have been it, the end of it you know what i mean because there at that point there's no reason to bring it up to zach strategically because you want to build a relationship with zach and number two there the situation is handled you know what i mean i'm sure the producers tell zach yeah. something about like what's going on in the house so i do think that it was a little bit calculated but i'm rooting I, i'm rooting for zach yeah. apology accepted from christina that's my that's my verdict. Yeah, I feel that. And I think part of it, I think we're both approaching it with like very much awareness. This is edited. <laughs> we really can't. I, I think this entire podcast is approaching it from that fact of like, this is edited. We can't really make judgments on the people's character, but we can talk about how we're perceiving it. And the type of white women who make those comments usually aren't capable of giving as genuine of an apology as christina did true christina could have deflected she she had they, there could have been tears yeah you know she could have not, not even to be a villain she could have been a victim and the second she was it would have been a whole different story um so it what we're given in this episode is just i really really want black women to win and there were a couple L's handed out. We got our community got the biggest L's between Hannah and Tajwan. We're we're slipping. We are slipping. But oh, after that, it's pretty much the end of the episode with some like non surprising people getting sent home. Cat Wong, who got her date interrupted by Tajwan, she gets sent home. Some girl named Victoria and some lady named Kimberly. They barely got any screen time, so they got sent home, like, pretty easily. Not surprising at all. I didn't feel anything towards that. <laughs> you know, like, that's about it. But um, that <sighs> is the end of the recap. Deja, let us know, what did you think about this episode as a whole? Like, and where do you think we'll see people next week? You know, I I do try sometimes not to look at the next week on The Bachelor. Um, but I I did watch it this time, which is new for me, and I I could tell there was going to be a lot of drama, a lot of, you know, Zach. I don't know if I should tell you this, but things have been going on in the house. Um, so there'll be a lot of that energy. But I feel like already these girls are building up a lot of tension because there doesn't seem to be very much agreement on how much they should and shouldn't say um, about their time with Zach, about kissing Zach, about how much they do with Zach and what and how often. Some of them are sharing it very liberally and they're already kind of sowing the seeds that this is causing issues. So I feel like a lot of the next episode is just going to be kind of between the girls and trying to find some sort of sense there. But right now, I think I'm really just getting a feel for their personalities. And some of them don't have much to speak of. But <laughs> I'm getting a feel for it. <laughs> but, okay. but that could be perfect for Zach, you know? Okay, you're right. Maybe you're right. Because, okay, here's what I didn't see the preview for next week's episode. Mm -hmm. But there are a couple of, like, roster shakings. Like, cause I called out a bunch of things, you know, um, last week. I think Katie 
Number one with a bullet is going to be the next Bachelorette. Katie, she's blonde. She, uh, she's getting enough screen time where you notice her, but she's not in the action. She's not in the drama. I think she's either the Bachelorette or number one, number two winner. One million percent. I'm confident in that. Well, I'm gonna, if I'm wrong, I'm gonna have to eat my hat. So maybe I shouldn't be that confident. Number two. Gabby, peanut butter kiss girl, she jumped up. I feel like we, I'm getting final four, maybe final six vibes because she tried to give Zach a nickname, didn't work, but she came back with the candy at the end. So she jumped up a little more, you know what I mean? Like maybe top four, I would put her around there. And Brianna, she's a goner. She's a goner, like just a dead man walking. <laughs> <laughs> that woman walking like goner and unfortunately i think christina m is also a goner because she's involved in the drama and zach's not gonna fight for her whatsoever so that was like that pretty much like changed all of my rankings do, do you have any predictions on who will be the bachelor who will win who are you feeling deja greer's still there right is that the girl who couldn't open a bottle of champagne? Yeah, that would be her. <laughs> she's still yeah. there, right? I think yeah, she's going to be there for there. a while. Really? I think I think Zach, every time there's like any interaction, he's so charmed by her. And I could definitely see her around for a while. Even if she doesn't stick out that much, she definitely seems to just have a magnetism. I could see her being one of those who's like always around and then like... When it's down to the final four, he'll just be like, I don't know. I don't feel a connection. Like, I I think sometimes some of the connections give a lot of, um, you would make great friends, but you're meeting on a dating show. And I get that a little bit from their interactions. So I think she'll be around for a while as those feelings are sorted out. I actually think Christina's gonna, I think, I think we'll have some more time with Christina, even though there'll be drama. I think Zach will be trying to be so above it all that she might just make it through. If it if the drama lasts prolonged for weeks. Okay, bye Christina, it was nice to see you. But if yeah. the drama dissipates after maybe one big blow up or something, I think Christina could be around for a little bit. I don't think Zach's also ready to admit that he doesn't want to be a stepfather. Yeah, she's not going to win, but I think she'd be great in paradise. True. Great True. In paradise. They've got a good set for future cast. Ooh, we have a lot of good candidates. That's a whole... You know what? (laughs) People who are listening, please email us. Here's your prompt. Email us at decodingtv at gmail.com about who you think would be a great candidate for Bachelor in Paradise. We all know Christina M. is going to be there. Probably Tajwan again, but... That's a whole nother podcast. But I think that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode of Decoding Reality. As a reminder, you can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv. Email us at decodingtv at gmail.com with any questions you want us to answer on air. That would be a fun segment. But more importantly, you can also find us at tiktok.com slash decoding reality deja where can the people find you specifically 
I am on all platforms at Deja Talks TV. So that's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, and I hope everyone will accept my rose so I can see them again next week. Where can the people find you, Justin? Um, you can find me, uh, giving bad bitch energy with Lotto at Freddy's roommate, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok. So see you guys next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.